0: Hello friends, welcome to episode 893 of the Juice Box Podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to be speaking with Carissa. Now Carissa has one, two, three, four, five, wait, I ran out of fingers on that hand, six children, and one of them has type 1 diabetes, but there's a lot of autoimmune going on in her family. It's an interesting conversation to say the least. While you're listening to me have that conversation with Carissa, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you have type 1 diabetes or are the parent of a child with type 1, like Carissa is, you can go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box and complete their survey. Doing that helps move type one research forward. It takes you fewer than 10 minutes. It helps you. It helps me. It helps the world. T1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. I'm out of stuff to say. Uh, There's still a lot of music. Oh, geez. Hey, you can get 10% off your first, uh, no. That's going to be on tomorrow's episode. Um, Oh, well, now the music's over. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Cozy Earth. Get great sheets, towels, and clothing at CozyEarth.com. And when you do that, use my offer code JUICEBOX at checkout to save 35% off your entire order. Actually, you have to check out the webpage, because I just said, like, towels and sheets, and that's not fair. There's way more there. Um, I'm wearing the sweatshirt today from Cozy Earth, and uh, it's banging. So soft. Comfy, 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 comfy. 35% off with Juicebox. Head over now. Today's podcast is also sponsored by the Contour Next Gen blood glucose meter. Now, we all have a blood glucose meter, right? If you're listening to this podcast, there's a meter in your house somewhere. The question is, is it a great one? Is it accurate? Is it reliable? Does it offer second chance testing? Mm. Because if yours doesn't, Contour Next Gen does. Contournext.com forward slash juice box.
1: I am Carissa. I am a mom to six. And my number five is my type one, um, kiddo. So um, I think that's my introduction. <laughs> did,
0: you, did you have these six children in the classic way or did you find them places or? What, what?
1: No, they're all mine. Yeah.
0: They're all mine.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I popped them out the good old fashioned way.
0: <laughs> How old are you, Carissa?
1: I am 38.
0: Holy Hannah. Are you building an army or or are you doing this for Jesus? What is the reason you have six children?
1: Yeah, a little army. I thought maybe a football team or something, because I only have one girl, and the rest are all boys. Don't, so, well, don't know. stop now. Oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Once the youngest is out of diapers, so there's no turning back.
0: Was there ever a thought of a seventh?
1: Um, Probably more for me than my husband.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because, right. Uh, well, what what made you want to have such a big family?
1: Um, I just always did. I mean, when I was little and I played dolls, I had all of them were all of my children all at once. Like I didn't just like pick one. So I wanted them all. Um, and that was, you know, when, when I met my husband, Andy, I was like, listen, um, I'm going to want a lot. And if that's scary for you, you're going to have to leave. And I think he did debate it, but he stayed. So (laughs)
0: <laughs> Can I ask? Uh, this is a serious question. That's going to sound like a joke. Do you hoard other things?
1: Um, no. I okay. like to throw away a lot of things. All really, right.
0: that's interesting. Did you come from a large family?
1: No, I um, I'm the middle. I have an older sister and a younger sister, and that's it. Wow, oh, it's fascinating.
0: Was there any point during the making of the babies, like around the third one, where you thought, "Eh, this is good." Or did you, like like were you just completing the set at that point or were you really like did you never doubt it as you were going along
1: no I think I I think had my body not said hey the first one was um the 10 years from the from the last one and the last one definitely felt a little bit harder and I think like if that would have been a thing I think I'd had more but. I will say my body felt it (laughs) 10 years later, a lot more. And I also wanted to have like even numbers, you know, like an amusement park. Somebody had a partner, that sort of thing.
0: (laughs) Um, So I'm doing some light math in my head right now. 10 years has 120 months. That's simple math, right? But nine Mm -hmm. months to make a baby times six babies is 54 months. So 120 minus 54 so in the last 10 years, you've only not been pregnant for 66 months.
1: Yeah, good times, right?
0: I'm going to divide that by 12 real quick, just for fun. So you've been pregnant four and a half of the last 10 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Holy hell. Okay. All right. I don't know. We should like nominate you for something, I guess. Like, <laughs> for, for living. I
1: think there's a lot more other, um, you know, crazy people, if you will, um, than me. So I, but it is kind of fun when you walk down the street and people are like, what are they all yours? Like, look at them. They all look. Yes.
0: This lady stole children. <laughs> she, she's rounded them up and she's taking them somewhere. Someone stop her. And they're and you know? so there's a 10 year old. And what's how young is the youngest?
1: So actually my oldest is um, she's about to turn 15 and my youngest is about to turn five. Oh, so see. there's just 10 years between, between them. them all.
0: So there's, yeah. Okay. Well, just for fun, 15, what's the next one?
1: 15. Well, yeah. 15, 13, 11, um, nine, seven, and five. then almost five.
0: Okay. And which one has type one, the seven year old,
1: the seven year old. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. Well, are you going to have enough energy to record this? You okay?
1: (laughs) Man, I mean, they keep me going. So, sure. Yeah.
0: Is this the first year your youngest is going to
2: school?
1: No, he, um, he did go, we did go back to school, uh, right, you know, right at the beginning. So he was diagnosed, um, May 24th, uh, 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we had the option, uh, where we live to have, to either go back or stay virtual when we went back to school. Yeah. Um, And that was a big debate for us, but we were like, well, hopefully a lot of people aren't. And then this is a good chance for the school nurse and the school to learn him when there's less kids. Okay. So even though that felt like really terrifying at the time, because he was, you know, only diagnosed for a few months and he was still kind of honeymooning and he was NDI and all the things I was like, you know, we were thinking it's probably, it's probably our best bet to put him in now. And then even though we couldn't go into the building, like make all the phone calls, cause hopefully they'll have more time to hear us when we call the nurse's office. Did that work out? <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. I think it really did. Um, he was the only type one that year um, in kindergarten. And then partway through first grade, there was a second one that joined and then ending last year there was a third one that came to the school um and so then this year there's still three there this year
0: so that that was that was actually very interesting you misunderstood my question but i let you finish because what you were telling me was fantastic i just wanted to know if the five-year-old if this is their first year at school
1: oh well, he's not five yet, so oh, okay. he does not start school. Okay, so, you so sent, he's home.
0: So you sent five kids off to school when school started last I week. I
1: sent five off, yes, and this is our first year with three schools because now we have high school, middle school, and elementary.
0: Do you own your own bus company, or does, this, does the school come and we, get them at the we house?
1: We do have a mega van, so sorta, and do. we did name it Adventure Bus, so sorta, right. but not really. So
0: before I ask you about <laughs> before I ask you about the diabetes stuff, I want to understand. You please don't. Like I'm not looking for your tax return here, but would you characterize the money that your household makes as amazing, average, or below average?
1: Uh, probably average. Okay,
0: how do you manage this?
1: Um, so I stay at home, and we, my two oldest boys, wear the same size, so that's really convenient. Mm-hmm. And then the next ones kind of all wear those, so like. In a lot of ways, um, we so we live um, near the Austin, Texas area, so it's not the cheapest. Right. However, um, we moved from Columbus, Ohio, and um, the job change did come with a raise there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has allowed me to be able to continue to stay home. Um, in my previous life, I used to do hair, so it's not like it would have been an amazing bump depending on what area of town you worked in and how many hours I wanted to put in, right. you know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and so my priority was still going to be my family. Cause like I kind of told you already, like my dream was my family. Sure. So the, the job was to get me to, to that. And then it, I'll actually, I'll probably change careers when I go back to work next year. Um, just because.
0: Are you looking forward to going back?
1: Um, yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I um I do enjoy having something that's just for me. I do a lot of volunteering in a lot of different places. Um so it'll be nice to have all those hours make money. Yeah,
0: yeah. What, <laughs> you know what, what for do the you family? Think, what do you think you spend on food in a month?
1: Um in a month. Mm. Probably around a little over a thousand, maybe twelve hundred.
0: Okay, and you just feed the kids like it's the army. They get powdered eggs at every meal and a piece of old <laughs> toast. We
2: liking. do
1: buy a couple. We do buy about ten dozen eggs a week. Um, we don't drink a lot of milk, so that's not super crazy. We eat a lot of um fresh produce and like meat, and that's probably the biggest.
0: Part Expenses
1: of the on yeah. those things, right? And then really some of those like convenient low carb snacks that we want to have like in the bag just to take, those mm-hmm. are expensive.
2: Right.
1: Um, so we don't like the whole family doesn't eat those. Those are usually just for Titus. Which is my type one? Uh, so the rest of them will kind of eat something a little bit different. That's not always true, but you know, for yeah. the most part, we just try to eat like normal real food as opposed to just buying the convenient things.
0: Do you find yourself coaching them towards trades when they talk about what they're going to do when they get older? Like,
1: um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
0: No, you, I'm just, I'm looking at the sheer number of people. Right. And then (laughs) I'm doing the math on what college costs. And there's sort of like, there's like an upper tier level of what college costs, which at this point is, I'm gonna say between sixty-five and seventy-five thousand dollars a year, right? And then yeah. there's sort of that like thirty, 000, forty thousand dollars range, and then there's you know there's lower, obviously. There's some schools that are six grand a year. And there's community college; you pay a few thousand dollars for. But even if you went, even if you went like, I don't know, mid-level, like if all of your kids were good students, they're like, I want to go to school and I want to be uh, an accountant or this or that. You're looking at like, I don't know, it's like a million dollars to send them all to college. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Do you just so that so my point is when they're like, I want to be an accountant, do you say, you know, wouldn't you prefer being a roofer? Like, that's what I would do. I would just be like, (laughs) you know, what's underserved in the world? Plumbing. Would you like to be a plumber? I would. Some kind of trade
1: school. Yes. Yeah. How Um, about that? you. I don't oh, think. Chris, you,
0: dis- <laughs> you disappeared for a second. So just start over there. But I, I'm wondering if you guys talk about college for the kids, like you and your husband, when you're sitting exhausted in a pile at the end of the day. Like, what do you say to each other about that?
1: Um, I think that for the most part, we try not to, to worry about it. Because, you know, at some point, I'll go back to work. And if we continue to live like we do now, when I do work, everything I make can go for the colleges and the cars and all the things that we're gearing up for in like 10 seconds really
2: yeah
1: um but no i don't really i don't think we do because right now my doctor my doctor my daughter is has been talking about being a doctor and she's the first one so cool cool we'll be paying for her while everybody else is also going through oh my god (laughs) forever have you considered um, abandoning? You I should
0: th- abandon them. That would be the best way. Let yeah. the state take them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I mean, whatever you're, I think I'm stumbling over this one a little bit because I, I think because of my um, personal, like family stuff, like my growing up with my sister as a teacher and then became a principal and she's amazing, super like done all those things. Mm -hmm. And then, um, we've also like, and then I did cosmetology school and really that's kind of what I did. And then, but I also still have like some regrets of not just going and doing like the nursing side of things that I considered previously, Mm -hmm. um, and doing it before I got married and had my kids and, you know, did all of those things. Yeah. Um, that like I I think because of those types of things, it makes me want to like encourage them to sure go be and do whatever it is biggest dream their biggest dreams early. Yeah. And then change their mind later, if that makes
0: sense. Oh, may I suggest trying to groom the thirteen year old into being a bank robber? I think that's the- <laughs> get him working for the Ironically, family.
1: <laughs> that might be the one who would do it.
0: The Contour line of blood glucose meters is just excellent. I'm gonna go right to the website right now, Contour next. you can hear me typing, .com, then there's a forward slash, and then juice box. So the ad's about the Contour Next Gen meter, but there are so many meters there, oh my gosh. Uh, right at the top of the page, blood glucose monitoring. Click on that, you see a meters tab, Contour Next Gen, Contour Next One, the Contour Next, Next Easy. So many great meters. There's an offer there for a free meter. You should check that out. Uh, test strips, of course, for the contour meter are just fantastic. They offer second chance testing, which means if you uh, like hit some blood but don't get enough, you can go back and get more without ruining the quality of the test or the accuracy. Of course, it doesn't need a big blood drop, but I'm just saying something could happen. You could fumble around with it or I don't know what you do, you know, mess up somehow. Not the point. Point is, if you do that, you go back and you go, bing, bing, hit it again, and you get a nice accurate test, and don't waste that test strip. contournext.com forward slash juice box. My daughter has been using a contour meter forever and ever, and we love it. For all the reasons that I'm outlining here, like the bright light, the easy to read screen, the easy to hold meter, and those second chance test strips. contournext.com forward slash juice box. When you get there, you can even click on the Buy Now button because it's possible, this is crazy, but it's possible that your meter and strips could be cheaper in cash without going through your insurance than it is for what you're buying now through your insurance, which, I mean, mind blown, that's a thing. Click the Buy Now link and check it out. That gives you four options of places to look online like Walmart, Amazon, Walgreens, CVS, Meyer, Kroger, Target, and Rite Aid. ContourNext.com forward slash Juicebox. You deserve an accurate meter. Don't just take the one the doctor gave you. Do a little research. Get a good one. I'm just going to keep rolling here if you don't mind. CozyEarth.com. That's all you have to do. Then you hit enter. Takes you right there. Oh, what's this? that pops up in front of me. Unlock $50 off by entering my email address. Oh, you can do that if you want to. Couldn't hurt to save $50. Uh, but that's not why I'm on the website. I'm here to tell you that bedding, bath stuff, like towels... And uh, washcloths, Ugh, bundles of ribbed terry cloth bath towels, premium waffle bath towels. Goodness gracious me. Dry your wet butt off with soft towels. Know what I mean? Or how about the bedding? There's so many great sheets. There's the linen sheets and the viscose bamboo. Those are the ones I have on actually my bed right now. I can't tell you how just temperate they are. Never too hot, never too cold. Bamboo sheets. Oh, terrific from Cozy Earth. Uh, Let's see. There's men's attire, which I am wearing some of now, and ladies' attire. Pants, shorts, dresses, robes, premier... Wait, what is this? Premium scrunchies. How could there be such a thing? Let us look. I'll be goddamn. Premium scrunchies made with viscose bamboo. Who would know about this? I guess we all know now. Reviews for the scrunchies are great. I mean, there's everything. What do I just say? Clothes, towels, sheets. There's a Mother's Day gift guide here. New arrivals. You can't go wrong. CozyEarth.com. Use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout to save 35% off your entire order. That's a pretty big percent. Hey, whether you're interested in Cozy Earth, Contour Meters, or any of the other sponsors, using my links really helps the podcast. There are links in the show notes of the audio app you're listening in now. There are links at juiceboxpodcast.com, or you can type them in the way I say them and do uh, all the stuff. The offer code, if there's an offer code, or with most of them, just go to the link. These things help out the podcast. Thank you very much for considering that. Let's get you back to Carissa. Oh, did I pick the right one?
1: (laughs) you think you did yeah or the nine-year-old it's a (laughs) toss-up
0: how long ago uh, um how long ago was titus diagnosed
1: so um it's about two and a half years
0: okay but two and a half years ago so he was uh, he was pretty young he was not quite five
1: I mean, he was uh, just five, I should say. Oh, okay. Right, I is, guess.
0: right around five years old. That's fine. Yeah, I just, yeah. you know, I don't yeah. know exactly when they were born. I'm just guessing from numbers. So yeah. did it, how did it present?
1: Um. So he, you want the long version, the short version?
0: I want the version <laughs> you think people would be interested in.
1: <laughs> so I, honest, I knew nothing about type one diabetes. Um, I have heard of it, but I didn't. I didn't know enough to like watch for symptoms. Mm -hmm. So they were all there. However, um, it was right when COVID was happening. Um, It was right in May. It was when everybody was home for spring break. It was right um, in Texas. It was like, you know, time to put on all the shorts and change all the clothes. And so, you know, even though he was starting to lose weight, I, and I saw that um, he's kind of my beefy guy. Like we call him the tank mm-hmm. because he's not chubby, but he is very solid. He yeah. has more muscle mass and just general mass to him than my other kiddos all have, um,
0: maybe. Combined. And, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, like he's just always been heavier, bigger guy, even though he's not like round and like full cheeky you know what I mean like he's not like chubby so you didn't like think him like oh look he's finally you know um he's finally like you know catching uh, energy wise catching up to the food he's eaten or something like that you know it wasn't like that however because his brothers are a little bit more um lean they when they were outside playing or we were playing in like the water and the pool and the sandbox in our backyard then they're I was like, I did say like, man, he's, he must've just had a big growth spur. He's really kind of shot up and, um, he's thinned down more, but he still was not looking like scrawny or anything like that. He just looked thinner, closer to his brother's body type, Mm
2: -hmm. just
1: a lot different for him. Yeah, yeah. And then because he was also not wearing pants anymore, he was wearing shorts. Like, it's not like his clothes seemed a lot different. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so we had also been helping our neighbor across the street, um, wanted like a bunch of rocks taken out of like a flower bed. And so we had been over, my older boys had been going over and like pulling it all up and there was a lot. Um, and so we over like a couple days, I would go like check on them. And so we'd gone over there and it was kind of hot and I went over and, um, and I, I guess I should back up and say, like, while we were playing, and I noticed, like, he's kind of like lost a little bit. Wait, we hadn't really left the house because of COVID, so like, there was no stopping to like say, "Why are you going to the bathroom so many times?" Because like, there was he, he could go whenever he wanted. Yeah, kind of freedom in
0: the house. You didn't notice it happened yeah, as much. Yeah. There's a
1: there's a busyness in the house that like people are in and out of the bathroom and coming in and out of the house all the time. That like it was fine. Like ahead do whatever you want yeah and there's water in the refrigerator so he can go get it whenever but we were also playing outside playing in the pool in the sandbox and whatever and it's hot and so we're all drinking a lot of water and because we drink a lot of water in general like we don't drink a lot of milk or juice there was no like asking for it you can just go get it
2: right right no i understand free to
1: get they keep cups on the counter so um but like when it really kind of came close to like oh my goodness i was like man he kind of feels like he he, kind of seemed like something's off, and like right before that, he had cut his chin. Um, like I don't remember if they were like jumping, playing, whatever, but he had a pretty good gash, and we went to like urgent care, and they glued it shut,
2: mm-hmm. and it
1: didn't really hold. So like that kind of kept opening, until um, part of that I was like he's getting an infection because like he would play with us, but then he'd also come in and like lay on the couch for a little bit. Uh, And he's not really like a lay around guy. I do have one of my kiddos is like the lay around. Like he wants to go read a book for a while and not go be wild all the time. Right. But that's not, that's not really Titus. That's more, you know, that's more, that's actually more Lucas. We call him lazy Lou because he wants to go lay around. Mm. But um, so he, he would kind of come in lay down. I'm like, I kept taking his temperature. And I'm like, I mean, he's on watch. Like yeah, he doesn't yeah. really have anything going on, but like, and then I kept like trying to treat this, like his chin. Cause I'm like, maybe he's getting an infection. Like, but again, I was like, I don't really want to take him to the doctor unless we see something. So I just kept trying to clean it and put like, you know, new on it or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just trying to take care of it and keep it clean. So anyway, we went over to the neighbor's house and we were trying to help like with the rocks and I was helping for a little bit and he came over with me and then he was like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. And I was like, oh, well, you're probably getting too hot. Let's go home. And so, um, and he drank like some Propel while we were out there. And so he, we went back over to the house, um, gave him something to drink. He started feeling a little bit better. And that was a Saturday and he um, laid, you know, he did, we did all the things. He didn't really eat dinner because he didn't really feel great. He ate a little bit. Um, and then he went to bed and I checked his temperature. I checked him one more time before he went to sleep. I mean, after he had gone to sleep and um, his room was upstairs and he shared with his brother. And then, so Sunday morning, he and my 13 year old is the only one who sleeps in, in, but so everybody else had been up and up and moving around for a while. It was about like nine 30 because um, church had come on like the TV, right? Like we were watching, we weren't leaving the house. We were watching and I was finishing up making everybody breakfast. And I'm like, where's Titus? Somebody go get your brother, please. Cause it's time to eat breakfast. And, um, we're gonna, we're gonna sit and do church together. And, um, my daughter, Kaylee went upstairs to get him and she came carrying him down the stairs and she's like, he doesn't feel good. And so she brought him down and like stood him up and then He was just like breathing really heavy. Yeah. Like, uh, that's not good. And he wouldn't talk to us. Like he I'm like, so I like trying to like finish making these eggs and like I'm stirring it and I'm mostly just looking at him and I'm like, I this is not right. Why is he breathing so hard? And why is he not talking? I took his temperature and it was something like Mm 95.8, like super cold. And she's like, Mom, I found him on the bathroom floor breathing really hard. And I was like, was he asleep? Did he get up to go to the bathroom? He feel good? She's like, I don't know if he was asleep or not. He had his eyes open, but he's not talking to me. And so like, we're trying to talk to him. We're trying to ask him what's wrong. He's not really responding. And I'm like, I don't even care about those stupid aches. Like, I just like, I'm like, I'm done. I don't care if these are done. These, something's not right. So I call um, a friend of mine who has um, she fostered and then adopted a lot of medical kids. Um, I say a lot. She fostered a lot of kiddos and then she adopted two, three medical kiddos. Um, So they have a lot of stuff at their house. And I'm like, listen, I need like a pulse ox and I need, and I I don't know, something's not right. So she came over pretty quick, maybe within like 10 minutes. And we were trying to get like, like, you know, numbers and stuff. And we just, it wouldn't read. And I was, and he was so cold. I had him like wrapped in a comforter, and on the front porch, like in the sun. And um, and then he threw up. And I'm like, mm, Nope, we're done. I'm not staying here. We're going to the. We're going. We're taking him in somewhere because this is not okay. Chris, like, can I ask still you? Still not talking. If
0: it wasn't, yeah. for, If it wasn't for COVID, do you think you would have gone sooner?
1: One hundred percent. Okay.
0: I, yeah, I, I just yeah. was wondering what you were, what you were. I mean, because on the floor unresponsive is you know yeah,
1: yeah i mean like yeah. he wasn't talking he would like stand and he would like you know whatever but like he wasn't like
2: like it's more
1: like lethargic yeah kind of thing but not like not responsive like couldn't shake him awake he was awake and standing talking to us but not like something else mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. if he was just breathing heavy and unresponsive i'd have called 911 and they did it had been a squad yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, but he wouldn't talk to us, respond to us that way. And so then he threw up everywhere and I'm like, Mm-mm, nope. And I quickly like all over me and all over him, like we quickly showered him and me and I started like, and I'm like, instructing like my family, I'm like you go get a bag, you go get a book, you go get whatever and get it all packed up. And I like pack stuff for him and me. Like, I knew we weren't going to just be there for like
2: an, f- a day, you bad. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I knew this
1: was a minute, like there's something was not right. Um, and so we got to the ER and, you know, they do all the classic checking on things, but they were trying to get him to like, hold his arms up for, a, for an x-ray. And he was like, just kind of like crying. Cause he like really just couldn't. And they gave him an IV in one arm and he didn't even re- like, he didn't like Blinch, yeah. flinch yeah. to that. And you're like, mm, no, that's not that doesn't feel like a normal five-year-old response right like um and can
0: i ask you of at course this, like at that point having no feedback yet from the doctors what was going through your head did you have a...
1: i was i was un- not understanding why they weren't moving faster
0: <laughs> okay but about about I, I his like... condition were you like making things up in your head like what was your like your worst nightmare in that moment
1: yeah i mean i was like he's never had asthma. So like, I don't understand the breathing. He isn't talking and they're trying to make him like walk down to the room. Like, you know, from triage down to the room. I'm like, why are we doing triage at all? Like, why are we not just going to a room? This doesn't feel like you guys are understanding how urgent this feels to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, I feel like this feels a lot more urgent to me. I feel like you are not seeing how wrong something is happening here. Um, and I remember being enough in a daze that it was, it was a while later that one of the nurses said after he had like after we found out what was going on that like one of the nurses said okay he's no longer tachycardic that like I even realized that was happening mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah, like I there know. was enough happening that I was like why is people and I think I think people were moving quicker I think I was. I was worried enough that I was like, I feel like y'all aren't doing enough. Why are you not doing more? So they did do a decent amount of things. They did all the lab work. They did all kinds of stuff and we were kind of waiting and I, and he, the, the really the rapid breathing and the fact also his skin was like, um, really like patchy meaning like um, it was kind of like purpley and like um, almost had like circular kind of, pattern on it and all of his extremities were like super cold. It sounds like his circulation was poor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was it was not good. And I think like he had probably gone into DK that when while we were doing the rock stuff. Like uh, that's where in, I had he was it going at. into DK yeah. then. Yeah that's where and I, I had and it. I didn't I didn't know. Mm. And then I let him go to bed. Right. And I I'm like I cannot believe <laughs> I let him go
0: Well (laughs) What was his blood sugar when they finally figured out he had diabetes?
1: It was still only like in the three eighties. Um, which to me doesn't sound like insane considering, you know, his, his a one C I want to say was a Mm 11.2.
2: Um,
1: and then what kind of gets me a little bit is that because they don't do like the urine tests in the pediatrician's office, like had he just had one, at his well check, they'd have seen it was elevated then,
0: probably then yeah
1: because he had his well check, and then to have eleven point two he it had to have been higher, you know what I mean,
0: yeah, how long did it take so, him I'm sorry, I was gonna ask how long did it take him to kind of bounce back after they got him you know the treatment he needed,
1: he, yeah, um so he we were in the pick you for. 2 days and then um they they moved us to a I want to say they moved us to a regular floor like that night
2: mm-hmm.
1: on the last like the night of the second day and then the next morning they did let us like that's when we kind of moved and then we moved and then we left like that evening okay so he was there for about 3 days
0: okay all right um this was completely unexpected there's no other diabetes in your family
1: There is nothing, there's no type one. Um, I will say like both of my parents, like their parents and siblings or their parents and their parents' siblings. um, So going back like decently far, right? um, Didn't live a long time. So I feel like there's a possibility of it having been there because they had children, like my grandparents had children that died young. Or they had nieces and nephews who died young. Um, so like I think there's a probably a possibility, but there's not enough history and knowledge to know there yeah. to know. That's yeah.
0: yeah, that's very interesting. How about other autoimmune issues?
1: Oh yeah, we're a mess. <laughs> How so? Um Well, my my niece was probably the first one that we realized um had something. So she has um juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm and she was a little like maybe 2 when she was diagnosed and she was diagnosed because she had like broken bones that were like why is she breaking so easily right um and then it had been a number of years because i want to say she's 12 yes she's in oh. between two of mine <laughs> hmm. so she's she's 12 um so it's probably been about 10 years from there so you know, she was eight-ish before Titus was diagnosed. And then really when Titus was diagnosed, that's when r- really, and then kind of when we found your podcast um, and I started like digging in more and wanting to know more, um, then I looked for my own stuff, like what was wrong with like, I have a hypothyroid, but I was like, but there's enough weird things that like, I need you to test for other things. And so that was finally, you know, for, I fought with that for 14 years. And then really last year is when I was like, can you test me for Hashimoto's? And then my endocrinologist was like, yeah, it came back. You have that. Mm -hmm."
0: So, 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 well, hold on a second. So you have Hashimoto's um, and mm -hmm. the, and the grandparents that you were talking about, are they on your side or your husband's side?
1: Uh, My side.
0: Your side. Okay, good. I'm sorry. Keep going.
1: So really, and then my my younger sister has a you probably fine to say like a an autoimmune like colon issue, so she can't have any dairy of any kind, and that was really diagnosed about two years ago. Like she has three.
0: colitis, maybe.
1: Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I was trying to remember what it was earlier today, and I was like, I don't know. Don't You'll worry. Figure it out. Scott knows. All of yeah. <laughs> You probably have them in your brain bank. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Okay. So your, um, your sister has colitis. Mm-hmm. You have Hashimoto's. Your son has type one.
1: Yes. Right. And then um, we've had like some weird things like pop up. So we did do trial net. Thank you for that. Oh, cool. um, so my 13-year-old Emmett has one marker um, different than Titus. Titus only had had one.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: also um but uh, different than titus and then my nine-year-old lincoln has two and he was in a trial which i originally thought oh we'll talk about this trial but it was canceled about a month ago um and so he has two and they're different than either of the other
0: boys okay so your seven-year-old has type one. Your nine-year-old has two markers for type one. Your 13-year-old has one marker for type one. Correct. And they've all been tested. And then
1: everybody else is clear. Yeah, okay. In- including you- my husband and I. We all did it.
0: Okay. You have Hashimoto's. Your sister has colitis. And wow, that is a lot. Jeez, mm-hmm. you okay?
1: And then, and then really, like, my older sister has just recently been, like, referred to a rheumatologist. So she's just trying to discover what's going on there and then um my oldest two have now been referred to a rheumatologist to try to figure out what's kind of happening there and we've had a few different um markers of different things not type 1 but other autoimmune things come up that we're in the discovery phase of now. What, what are they trying symptoms? to figure out what's happening?
0: Your older your two older ones.
1: So Emmett had so he's 13 um but Over last year, he kind of got like, like sports suddenly became super hard and he's always been like very, um, athletic and, Mm -hmm. you know, do his things and just super busy and you know what I mean? Um, but he could not keep up in cross country. He could not keep up in football. And we're like, are you, are you not trying like what, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and actually, I, I feel really bad because I felt frustrated that he wasn't trying hard enough. Because so I was like, why why don't you care? You said you really wanted to do this, and now you're not working as hard. Now I didn't really say it to him as much. You know what I mean? I try not to kind of be that it. way, but yeah. but I did say like, you know, are you okay? Because like you seem you seemed a little more tired today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but I really noticed it. we do, um, my daughter's a swimmer and we, it started because we started summer league swimming. And so all of my kids do summer league. So for the youngest, he's still more of a sinker than a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during summer league swim, that's when it really clicked in my head that something was not quite right because he couldn't hit last year's times and normally like last year's times. You kind of hit that in like the first meet, and then you improve on your times all summer.
2: Right
1: at all the meets because you have meets like almost every weekend what, for like six weeks. What
0: are his complaints?
1: He was just not able to keep up. Like he just couldn't keep. Like he had no endurance. I guess.
0: Okay, is he tired? Is really a lot? like
1: the biggest thing there. So like he'd be fine. in like the normal short skirts. he also has like ADHD, right? So like, he's also very, he can be very busy. Um, and then, so it's sometimes harder, I think maybe sometimes a little bit harder to see there. Because if he was like, um, if he if he was like a little bit more, even all of the time, I think it would have been a little bit easier to spot but because he's him you kind of have to like, you know, I thought maybe he was just like calming down a little bit more, <laughs> you know what I mean? But then I was like, mm, maybe he just can't keep up. But over last school year, he got everything. I mean, he had COVID and flu and strep and colds and um, he got mono, like he had everything. And so I think mono, is kind of what we assumed was playing a big part in it. Um, but then I was like, I need more blood work. Like, please, please do more labs, Like, please look into it more. And so when we did that and our pediatrician is really good about like, I need, I now need you to do this. You might think I'm crazy, but let's just, let's just humor me here. And like, let's give it a shot. And so she will. Um, and so that's what they did and she's like okay i see some markers here um now we're going to refer you to a rheumatologist for that
0: well what did she see
1: um it was
0: chrissy you have too many kids there's too much (laughs) there's too much happening in your head i need i i think you should just lock them in a closet and leave for four days it leave them did I
1: just make people to break them it's not fair I was just trying to do my part to make the world a more beautiful place
0: well does it feel like that do you feel like I have questions but let me take a sidebar for a second so do you feel let down because you talked about church on TV, and that makes me feel like church is important to you. Because if I had to get to church through television, I definitely wouldn't do it. So that that <laughs> seems like a commitment. And
1: it is important. Yeah. yeah. And yeah.
0: so you felt yeah. like you were—is that right? Like you felt like you were populating the earth, and now you're spending your time worrying that your son can't run or swim, and that your other kid has diabetes, and the other one has two markers, and like, it, it, do you feel, um. I don't know what the word would be. I, I need you to tell me how it feels.
1: Um, I think I know what you're saying, but no, I don't feel ripped off. Yeah, I don't really feel like that so much. Um, I do feel a little bit like I wish I wasn't making their life harder because I didn't know I had these things, but I don't know that it would have stopped me from having them because I want them you know what I mean? Like I want them in my life and I feel like they make my life better. And I feel like as a family, we are strong
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, and I like the idea of um, what we can do um, when we go into the world and we try to love people. Right. right. So like, I don't know that I would have changed anything. I think I maybe um, as a young person was a little bit more naive as to what life was going to be like when you got older.
0: Yeah, it's a very (laughs) it's a very hard question to answer, because if I said to you or to anybody or to me, um, you know, here's what life is like with this issue, whatever it is. And you don't have the context of knowing your children at that point. Like if I could take you back in a time machine and say, look, you you don't have kids, you have no connection to them. I know this is what you want. You want to make a family, etc. But here are the things that are going to happen. I think that the 23 year old you, or I don't you know how old you were when you were really considering having children, 25.
1: Ironically, 23 is when I had my first one. I was doing
0: the math, <laughs> like vaguely. Like so like so that,
1: yeah, that good
0: job. yeah, thank you. That you, I wonder how that you would have answered. Because I don't know how yeah. that version of me would answer either. And I don't also want to articulate on the podcast that if you gave it to do over again, I'd say, no, this isn't worth it. Because that's hurtful to, for people to hear who have, you know, type one or my kid or whoever, you know. And I don't, I don't mean it that way. They're two different. I mean, there's no way to do what I'm p- proposing, right? You can't actually go back and ask yourself that question before you know this. So knowing what I know now, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make a decision that led to Arden not being here. Like I just wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. But I take your point. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's um, it, it's it's a tough thing to to swallow because people are – now you you have these people you love and now they're struggling. And you're not – it's not like – it's not the kind of struggle where you're just like, oh, you have a headache, take this aspirin, it'll go away. It's the kind of struggle where you don't even know what's happening. And you go to a doctor and the doctor like, I don't know, go to a different doctor. And that's a long road. Mm-hmm. I mean – of all the kind of fascinating things that you've said or not said so far today, when I asked you what the markers were that sent your 13-year-old to rheumatology, you couldn't think of it. And that's not because you're not paying attention. That's because you're overwhelmed and there's a lot going on, um, I, yeah. I, I think, it, it, it sounds to me. So, But what are his complaints? Like just the tiredness? I mean, did they check him for hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's?
1: Yeah, I well, I make them always check thyroid and all those kinds of things like every year at well checks mm-hmm. all the time just because that's how I how I am it was the ANA was the.
0: what are their TSHs come back like um because a lot of times doctors will tell you they're in range but they're high and then you can medicate right. that and feel better
1: right they so a lot of times they'll call us and tell tell us right and so when I asked what the numbers were specifically. Um, I can't tell you what the numbers are at the moment because Mm -hmm. we've been away enough from those appointments, right? Like my kids are um, February, January, December. I have one in June and then a September birthday. So really it's been closer to a year and I don't have a great memory. Mm. Um, Especially like for some of those, types of little things like i know where to go look for it because i know i don't remember i keep it somewhere <laughs> I've
0: it Written down. listen if i was you i wouldn't yeah. remember either don't worry
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but um i don't remember where i was going with that see how that went no it's
0: fine well i was just asking like what if their tsh numbers were coming back <laughs> over too
1: oh yeah i do remember like asking about it close enough to where i felt like it needed to be that i was like okay that's fine
2: mm-hmm.
1: um because they don't like I wish it was like in the patient portal where you can just go look at it and then I could like screenshot it and save it in there and look at all of them my own self. But the pediatrician specifically will just call and go over all of the numbers and discuss it, which I do appreciate because then we can talk about it as opposed to just kind of looking and we can discuss what we want to do from there.
2: yeah
1: um, but, if you forget or you don't write it down or you're somewhere else, then well, then you don't really have a great way. Or if you're like on a podcast and you're like, I want to talk about the specific detail.
0: Well, one of my like,
1: Yeah. One, I have to be vague.
0: One of <laughs> one of my anxiety points is as you're searching for the answer to a problem, I always think, what if we already found the answer and we're not looking at it? Right. And like, do you know what I mean? That it's that idea of wasted time. Like what if we did a blood test, got this answer and just didn't like, it didn't like ring the right bells for people. So it sits there written down on a piece of paper, the answer to your problem. And now you're moving forward to another doctor, another doctor, another doctor. And here it is way back here. The answer I, I always, I always, and especially for a person like yourself, who's managing six kids and, you know, there's health issues kind of spread around. You have them yourself. Like, how much time can you actually spend sitting down, poring over all this stuff, trying to to go, hey, well, what does this mean? Somebody address this. Plus the way we talk to doctors, you know, the communication process. You sit in it, you, you know, you go and you sit down in this, in this thing and they look at everything and go, well, uh, these tests were okay. And then you just go, oh, okay. And then you write those off then. Like, all right, well, that, that yeah. wasn't the issue. We'll go to the next thing. But I mean- just being so so your your thirteen year old for an example his his complaints are just he's tired and he's not performing the way he used to.
1: Hmm. Well, that's really what I saw for him. Um. For sure. Yeah. I'm well, sure there's 13. probably other things that he's not discussing. Okay. But that's what I see for him. My daughter, I saw more like um, um uh, arthritisy kinds of things mm-hmm. for her. Um, And then a lot of her stuff was really kind of triggered from when she broke her fingers and then she was allergic to her cast. And then since then she is super responsive to anything. Um, It's gotten a little bit better, but like right after she had like a contact dermatitis from her cast, like her arm was swelling above her cast, Hmm. super big and we had to make them take it off early. So she's Um, having
0: an autoimmune response to the cast.
1: Correct. Yeah. And then, um, but really like we went to a bunch of doctors repeatedly, we ended up going to an ER, finally went to a dermatologist. And then like, then we floated around for three years trying to figure out like, why is it? And then not too long ago, I was like, wait a minute, doesn't this sound like an autoimmune response that was triggered by something? And then Um, So from there, and then I was like, and then, you know, she's had some joint issues. She'll, she'll kind of have like swollen knees. She's six foot and 14 at the moment. So like she, and she's very athletic, like she's a swimmer, but she also did cross country and she's built very, um, I mean, you can tell that she swims six days a week and she runs and she works out and she tries to eat really healthy. And you know what I mean? Tell me for a second so about she, the
0: knees. They're swollen. Are they warm to the touch?
1: Sometimes they'll be warm, red, swollen. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes like her hands. So it's more knees and hands. Sometimes elbows will play in it. It definitely is affected by weather, um, cold like when we went to Colorado a couple of years ago for Thanksgiving, she was like just so achy every time we'd go outside and like play in the snow. And she, you know what I mean? Like, so that's played a lot more closer to like my husband has um, psoriatic arthritis. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, okay, maybe you're getting like, maybe you actually have something more like that, which is, you know, also autoimmune. And so, okay. Well, maybe that's kind of also happening there.
0: And is she seeing, Um, is she seeing a rheumatology physician?
1: Yes. 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 She's, she, so the rheumatologist did a whole bunch of stuff, including a lot of genetic testing. And then we see him again in middle of September to kind of go over everything. But he also sent her to like an ophthalmologist. He sent her for a cat scan of her hands and an MRI of her hands. And, um, also to like a specific allergist um, for kind of looking at um, why she reacted to the cast Mm -hmm. Um, because she also gets like a contact dermatitis looking rash as opposed to more hives. Um, But like for weird things, like sometimes she'll like eat peanut butter and we're like, "Mm, this brand, like she can't eat Jif anymore right like that's not a brand that she can eat the rest of the family could eat it but she can't so we were all natural peanut butter well now even some of those she can't so we're like maybe it's the oil in the peanut butter because she can do like pb fit she can toss that in like a protein shake and that's okay so it like there's some weird things um there which she just found out she's allergic to colophony, which is a pine and in resin it is like the biggest thing that it's in. Um, and it's in like paints and makeups and all hmm. different things. Wow. So I don't know. We'll see where we are from there. But they both had that like um, definite high marker of that ANA
2: teeter.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I'm glad everybody's being seen. Then you're, it seems like you're moving towards something. I mean, it, the red knees, the heat, The the cold and hot. Like that does sound, and there's RA in your family, right? So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that seems like, have, have the doctors talked about what they would do to try to help her if this is what it is?
1: Yeah. They, they kind of told her like at least tentatively that like it's an idi- idiopathic um, arthritis at the moment, which is more like for, from what I've read, like more for like t- kids who are like diagnosed, like in that teen area. Mm-hmm. Um, and So at the moment, um, it's still more of a kind of treat the symptoms a little bit more, but it does have like some skin element to it for her, which is more on her scalp, um, which is super fun when you're a teenager, you know, Um, so, but we just got a new like treatment from the, um, from the dermatologist and that seems to actually really help significantly. That's more for, more for psori- for um, psoriasis than just eczema, um, which is kind of what they were treating it like before. Yeah. But they can kind of go hand in hand.
0: Well, yeah. There's a lot. Also, on top of all that, um, ADHD. There's some. And NIH writings about it. One of them is uh, a personal history and maternal history of autoimmune diseases were associated with increased risk of ADHD. And several authors have proposed associations between ADHD and inflammatory mechanisms due to positive findings regarding inflammation-related genes. So it's it's really I mean that's a lot. It's just it. it, it geez, are you okay? I asked you earlier and you blew right past it. But you
1: oh. Am I okay? Yeah. yeah, I'm good.
0: You're okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't. I think I didn't even hear you. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, don't worry. I just I wasn't sure if you were didn't hear me or you were just like I'm not okay and I don't need to say it. <laughs> I just who's
1: okay? <laughs> What's okay even mean? <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm not even sure at this point. <laughs> you know, I'm the most stunning thing you've said is that you helped your neighbor pick up rocks. My neighbor is. Um, I I don't think I've ever shared this, but we live across the street from. I I don't mean this like in a bad way, but she's so old, this very, very old woman. Like when we moved in 20 years ago and I first saw her, I thought, Oh, that lady will be dead soon. Like that's how old she is. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, um, and she lives with her nephew, but if she's in her eighties, he's, you know, in his fifties and he was sort of, um, uh, he's the, he used to be the guy in town who would, you know, Kind of show up like passed out places, and uh, that doesn't oh, seem that doesn't seem to be anymore. Um, but they're very—I don't know the word—I can't explain the word other than to say that the piece of property they have, they have filled in every square inch with a bush or a tree. Like no one's going to buy this house unless they want an arboretum. Later, they spend every waking hour tending to the to the grounds, and. Besides the fact that she will sometimes scream and yell at you when you're driving in and out of your driveway for reasons that are completely innocuous, like you're not doing it, like you come out of the, you come out of your driveway, stop at the end, go to turn, and you just hear asshole. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, we've never, <laughs> we've never spoken, we don't know each other. Like I tried waving and talking in the beginning, but it just it didn't matter. They wouldn't respond. Anyway, I tell you all this to tell you that there are this is not an infrequent thing, um, but frequently she will go outside with a heavy pair of metal kitchen shears and cut the weeds at at ground level with them. And she'll she'll spend days doing it like just and, and there there was this one time we were all up late. Hold on. I swear this happened. Let me get a drink. You're in the house. We watched a movie. It was late, 2 o'clock in the morning. You're closing everything down. The house is getting quiet. And all we could hear was like, ting, ting, ting. And everybody's like, what is that? And we got quiet. We're like, it's outside. It's outside. So we start looking out the windows because, you know, what the hell? Ting, ting. And then finally, one of the kids goes, Oh my god! Now it's after two o'clock in the morning. She's across the street cutting the weeds with her scissors. That's what the thing <laughs> was. So when you were like, we helped our neighbor pick up rocks, I was like, oh, people talk to their neighbors. <laughs> I was, I was like, <laughs> they like them enough to do. It. I mean, I would like her if she didn't like creep the fuck out of me. If I'm being honest, Carissa, but <laughs> she, you know, she's like a she's like a Scooby Doo bad guy. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: I mean, that's pretty creepy.
0: It is very strange. I don't know. It's,
1: I don't, I don't I, like that one. I
0: can't even tell you the story of one time my kids <laughs> were playing in the driveway and she just randomly started screaming at them. And I think I had had enough. <laughs> so I went to the end of the driveway and um, I had harsh words for her, which seemed to push her back into the house. And when it was over, I turned and I looked at my daughter's friend and she was like, oh, oh. And I'm like, Sorry. Didn't mean to sorry and we just i'm like she can't yell at you guys like it's like you're not doing anything you're just existing on our property and she's just i i there's something clearly let me be honest there's something very wrong you know what i mean um
2: mm-hmm.
0: so most of the times they're innocuous and then every once in a while they're just like out of their minds anyway um let me ask you here at the end <laughs> how your son's managing with the type one how you're making out with it i is it, did you get certain technologies? How did you start? Like, how's it going?
1: Yeah, we got the Dexcom G6 pretty, pretty quick. Not quite as immediately as I wish we would have looking back. Um, I think the whole, like, put something on your kid um, was, a, like, was a moment for my husband, like, when we were still in the hospital.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but within, like, a month or so, we got it. Um, and it's magic. Everybody needs one. And then um, he's on the Omnipod now, um, and he has been for uh, I guess it'll be two years in November. So, um, and that's really been really very very helpful. I wanted him on the on a pump simply because his we needed to be able to adjust his basal. Mm-hmm. He needed to be significantly lower at school and significantly higher at night and at home. Okay. Um, like we needed to be able to double or triple it. Um and be able to step it up and step it back. Um, it almost looks like stair steps, like when you're looking at the line. Um, and that was super helpful. He's also um for the most part adrenaline. Still makes him drop more than it makes him rise. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know why his body wants to try to kill him when it's supposed to try to save him. Um,
0: That's interesting. I've heard but, other people say that, by the way, that um like that fear and anxiety where some people get a bump up makes them crash down.
1: Yeah, yeah. and so like f- for him, like when he walks into the school building, his his his, his basal he's around like eleven um, units during the summer. And as soon as we hit like school, he can probably go down like almost a full unit just for being at school during the day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even a little bit less. And we don't necessarily always have to cover every carb where like at home, I still would cover like two, you know what I mean? Like I'm the only wrong. time I'm like, you might be okay is if you're like 85 and you're eating something that says it's one, I'm like, okay, you can eat that one that one thing right now you know what I mean Mm -hmm. otherwise no we're we have to cover that um so and but at school he might even be able to go to like five or whatever and not have to necessarily worry so much about it so it's weird and then the second he walks out of the building you know like at three o'clock or whatever he that Like that moment is when his basal will go from, you know, whatever it is. It'll, it'll, it'll double for Mm -hmm. him to walk out the door. So you're saying that while he,
0: I'm sorry. So while he's at school, he almost needs the equivalent of like five units a day, but away from school, it's more like 11 total basal.
1: Um, well, during, during the school year, he gets around like closer to nine and 9.45 or something. Right. I think that's about what it is. Um, with all the adjustments but like during the summer he was 11 salad just just basil right. so when he's not so,
0: at, not at school he's getting like point four five an hour on average but when he's at school right. you lose a couple of of units on that total basil and most of it goes away during the daytime while he's at school
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean yeah. he'll go down to about like 0. 0.25 during during different parts of the day like during recess and lunch yeah and,
0: is he super active at
2: school PE.
1: um yeah i mean he'll play hard when he's at recess he's not one to like kind of do, do nothing but like it'll it'll need to start almost as soon as he walks in the building to drop down yes. and as soon as he walks out he will start rising the second he comes out of the building because he starts relaxing yeah. and then when he falls asleep it's significantly more then like as soon as he falls asleep that every is, time
0: that is super interesting because is exactly the same uh, the opposite like she needed yeah she needed more at school and the minute she le- left school her blood sugar started to drop
1: well when you were talking about that yeah. on episode previous i just did whatever you said there opposite
0: you did the backwards yeah, yeah. you're like i'll just <laughs> i just said, i
1: was this. like that's that makes sense okay let's just do opposite of what he just said
0: wow and that, and that will
1: probably work and then it kind of did
0: good oh, so- i'm glad well, that's, yeah. that's really something I, I, geez, I'm not sure what to say. Are, are, do you look at your other two with markers and wonder if they're going to get type one?
1: Um, sometimes even the ones that don't have markers every now and again, I'll be like, I feel like I need to just poke your finger real quick. Come here. Um, because I think that is always now in the back of your head, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, are we, sh- are we sure we're good? Like you just went to the bathroom like 18 times. Yeah. Give it UTI or are you trying to have something, you know what I mean? Like what's going on or, or you just had a bunch to drink. That's also a thing, but, um, it's still a little bit there. I don't worry about it though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I guess I'm not afraid of it anymore. I think if you'd asked me in that first year, I'd have been afraid of it. Yeah more, but now I'm like, well, I mean, we know what we're going to do and they're more ready to like take it on even their own selves than, than we would have been. And now they have somebody. We had nobody until halfway through Titus's first grade year to even know another kid who had type Mm one. Like we just, we had nobody near us and um, the podcast was like legit our, my best friend. Oh. Like it was the place I could go to know someone or something.
0: Oh, that's great. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you for telling me. Do you have, do you think that the type, the type one doesn't scare you as much because you now have perspective about elements that don't seem to have answers? Like I always think of the um, type one as at least it has an answer.
1: Yeah, you know I, I think, mean? I th- I 100% I do feel like it does. And I, um, it was an answer. It was a quick answer too. Mm -hmm. Right. Like as soon as, as soon as I knew for sure that something was wrong, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't very long. Once we were in the hospital, I think we were really only there for probably two hours in the ER before literally the ER doctor came running. And it was like, I know what's wrong. We're canceling this ultrasound. Um, he has type one I'll be right back and then she's like okay I'm coming back let's talk about it and you're going up to the pick you and like it was scary but at the same time like okay we had an answer
2: yeah
1: um we've had other things come up that were like okay we still don't have an answer what's going on there i find um, that, i find that difficult that, yeah yeah that feels that feels harder than okay well this will be the next thing and we know what to watch for so that doesn't feel as scary
0: yeah no i it's a weird thing to say but i i understand how you feel and i agree um yeah wow okay well i appreciate you doing this this was um it's enlightening there's a lot going on in your in your life obviously and i i have one last question though what was the first thing like was it titus's type one like when 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 was the first thing first time you thought oh one of my kids has an issue
1: yeah. Um, it, I swear it was not long before Titus was diagnosed that I said, how do we have six kids and nothing's wrong with anyone? Mm. Like there should be something happening. I feel like that's the thing that should be happening. Um, that doesn't feel normal. So, um, I think maybe I was just like living in a happy little bubble for a minute and then, <laughs> um, Now it's like, you know, I think that, yeah, so Titus was the first, like, big thing. And then I feel like, honestly, his diagnosis helped us to kind of look into other things, not just for my household, like my personal Mm -hmm. home, but like also for my siblings and my, you know, people started kind of looking a little bit more. And I have friends who will reach out to me and say, Oh, I have this friend, they're having these symptoms. What should I do here? Uh, you know, I, I think you should call your doctor and go get, you know, ask for a test here. And if you're super worried about tonight, then go get a glucometer and check Mm -hmm. it out real quick. And, you know, yeah. or if you're super concerned and you want to come over, like come over, I will check it. Um, so I've met people in town at like (laughs) the local, uh, you know, little dairy queen or, (laughs) or whatever. And then like, Hey, let me do a finger poke in the car. See how you don't have to worry. You know, so, um, or, you know, and you do, or please go get a Dexcom or, you know, mm. whatever it is, you know, it's been nice to, I guess, have a community and being willing, being able to help a little bit yeah. more Are, are that you, way.
0: Are you saying that the things that you're identifying in your family are helping other members of your family identify things
1: too? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So they have complaints that they were ignoring, but now you given like voice to it and they're like, Oh, that is how we feel too.
1: Yeah. Like what if, what if that's an autoimmune thing that's connected to a bunch of things as opposed to your, your leg hurts Mm -hmm. and that, that shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to, that shouldn't hurt for 30 years. You know what I mean? Like what if there's more to it than that? Um, and then, and then also like how we advocate, at a doctor's office has changed significantly like because of trying to do type one, right? Like I, I, I want to pump and I want it before you said I'm ready. So like, let me prove to you that I'm ready. Here's all the things, here's what I'm going to do. And here's why I need it. I need to be able to change the basal. I need to be able to adjust it here and here and here. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to be able to keep him in range here. And so, you know, being able to go in and say like, this is what I want and why, and then going into my doctor's office and being like, Now for myself, I need, I need you to check these things and I want you to adjust my medicine here. Also, I've changed this for myself and this is working. So I need to make this adjustment. Um, and then, you know, same thing. Like when I call my mom, I'm like, Hey, you need to say this to your doctor. Don't wait for them to call you, call them, tell them what you need. And if they're not listening, new doctor, that's the next step.
0: Well, that's, yeah, that's really, that's that's excellent that you're doing that and helping people to, to kind of advocate for themselves better and for yourself. But it's a, so something good's come from it. It's a, it's helping other people realize what their, what their elements might be. And, and hopefully they'll, they'll do what you're doing and chase it down and see what they can figure out.
1: Yeah. I wow. mean, if you don't know that you need to push, you just trust the trust, a system that right. is not quite there, then
0: Doctor you said know. it's okay. It's okay. Right. Yeah. We, and I just, how many I, do
1: they see? You live with it. They don't. Yeah. So
0: no, I was tell just, them. I was just telling Jenny yesterday that my mom's blood pressure went up. and the doctor was like, "Oh, we're just going to give her more medication," and you know, it didn't work. And so I said, "Well, what are you going to do now?" And the nurse said, "Well, your mom's got heart problems. Like you know, these things don't get better; they get worse." And I was like, "Oh, wow! They gave up. How about that?" Um, And Mm -hmm. I called the doctor and I said, do respect, you're a general practitioner, send my mom a cardiologist, send a cardiologist, the cardiologist was like, Oh, yeah, there's new newer medication that works better, we'll switch her. And in like two days, her blood pressure was coming down.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, but the other doctor
0: would have never known to do that and wouldn't have asked any more questions. He he did this he in his brain, he went, "Uh, this is the problem. This is the answer I have at my disposal that didn't work. Oh, well that that was it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, um, you do really have to keep pushing for yourself. Somebody, somebody might know something. So
1: there, yeah. yeah. And keep looking until, it, until you have it. Yeah. You know, I did a bunch of, I did a bunch of reading after Titus was diagnosed. I wanted to know everything, um, right away. Your podcast was recommended pretty quickly, mm-hmm. um, on like Facebook, but it took me a minute to get there, which I think was like it's the stupidest thing I ever did
2: oh, wow.
1: <laughs> as far as like, wait, cause I expected it to not be so much knowledge. So now when I recommend to people, I don't just say like, Hey, go listen to the podcast. I'm like, you need to listen to this episode and then these things or go listen to 411, which will tell you where you want to start from right. there, like this area or that area and go find your questions answered there because It's not just a listen to people chat all the time, although that's kind of what I did, but there's so much learning there that it was beyond. And I spent hours and hours, like, I don't know that I did anything else for probably six months straight. Like I didn't watch TV. I didn't read anything else. All I did was like podcast was on while I was painting and cooking and cleaning and watch it you know like whatever i was doing sure it was on and i was learning and it was amazing i'm glad
0: Ah, uh, that's that's really um that makes me happy to know um you don't you know you don't do something like this and hope that it doesn't uh it doesn't help people so it's, it's nice to hear it. actually i got a i get an email when somebody leaves a new review for the podcast and one popped up while you were talking it, it's so funny how much it it mimics what you just said she said in this in this review i just started listening from episode one i'm already hooked it is hard to find a trustworthy podcast that specializes in type one Mm
2: -hmm. so
0: you know that's what we're trying to do so it's nice that it's reaching people that way it really is uh chrisa i i really appreciate you doing this i'm gonna i have i'm up up against time today i have to jump and do another thing but i want to thank you um for for taking the time to tell us your story and the story of your giant family of eight pe- of eight people in your family. Holy <laughs> God. Wow. My little crew. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I, I wish you all the best.
1: Thank you very much, Scott. It was a lot of fun.
0: Let's thank Carissa for coming on the show and sharing her story. And let's thank cozyearth.com for offering. 35% off site-wide with the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout. And don't forget to check out, speaking of checking out, ContourNext.com forward slash JUICEBOX. Like I said earlier, and I, I, I sincerely mean this, if you're using a blood glucose meter. The information that comes back from it is important to you. The least you can do for yourself is make sure you're getting a really good, accurate meter. ContourNext.com forward slash JUICEBOX. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it very much. Don't forget to check out the private Facebook group. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.